to the Farm Bits podcast. Farm Bits is proudly produced by the Nebraska Digital Agriculture team and hosted by the students at the University of Nebraska. The Farm Bits podcast comes to you each week to discuss trends, the realities, and the value of digital agriculture. Through interviews with experts, producers, and innovators from across the agriculture industry, we hope that you step away from each episode with new practical knowledge of digital agriculture technology. Hello, FarmBits followers, and welcome to another episode of the FarmBits podcast. I'm Emily Hansen. And I'm Deepak Himri, and we are glad to have you with us as we begin diving into the topic of irrigation management. Today, we have Reese Andrews, a product manager for FieldNet and Zomatic Controls at Lindsay Corporation. Associated with Lindsay for many years, Reese has been supporting growers around the world through his work with the team at Lindsay. My name is uh, Reese Andrews. My background, I grew up in a small town called Newman Grove, Nebraska back in the uh, mid 80s. And, and I've been raised around farming and, and ranching really all my life and, you know, helping friends and family uh, on their farms. Uh, you know, I got to see, uh, I basically got to see, you know, firsthand how hard farmers worked and, and, and the ty- type of time they put in. And that really, you know, from what I'm doing now, that really shaped my perspective on you know, on the, on the farmers, you know, kind of work-life balance created a huge amount of respect to, you know, for the, those great people. And, I, and it's a industry that's just fun to be in and, and how I got into the industry uh, in the first place when I was young is it, you know, Newman Grove was only seven miles away from Lindsay. And so Lindsay's, you know, the home of Lindsay manufacturer, the, you know, the, you know, the biggest employer uh, in that, uh, you know, real rural area that's out there, you know, the, and they built the Zomatic uh, irrigation system. So shortly out of high school, I started my career at Lindsay. That was in 1988. Uh, uh, so it was a while ago, uh, working first, you know, I started working first in the shop. Um, and about a year later, I, I became an industrial engineer uh, and worked on the factory with, you know, automation and and uh, you know things that industrial engineers do you know try to do continuous improvement within the within the factory itself and and during that same time i i uh, went to uh, went to college um very non-traditional student uh, you know exclusively went to classes at night and and eventually uh you know earned my degree at wayne state college with an emphasis in marketing and you know working full-time and you know going to school at night that was a you know good drive you know i, I would say i I crammed my four-year degree into 15 years, um, but in uh, '97, I jumped at a chance to to uh, uh, take a brand new role that that was created at Lindsay uh, called the New Technology Product Manager, and uh, my responsibility in that role was to you know lead and create technology products because at that point really you know the Zomatic was the only brand and and a real basic, uh, you know, control systems and, you know, and the growers, the voice of the customer was they wanted more. So in my role today is, is the senior product manager for Zomatic and FieldNet controls. It sounds interesting. Like you have a long background working with Lindsay. Same company. Yeah. Same company yeah, all this time. That's, that's <clears> awesome. <throat> uh, so with, with that note, like, could you give us an overview of what Lindsay, Zomatic, uh, FieldNet, are and what's kind of relation between them? Sure. Uh, so, you know, now it's called Lindsay Corporation and, and uh, you know, we're a leading manufacturer and distributor of, of 
of irrigation systems, infrastructure, equipment, and technology. And, you know, Lindsay Manufacturing was established, uh, you know, back in 1995 as, as initially a gas station that did a little bit of work and welding for, you know, supporting farmers. And about 10 years later, the founders, uh, two sons, Art and Bernie Zimmer, you know, where the name kind of eventually came out of for the brand, uh, expanded that business into irrigation. You know, today we deliver, you know, through uh, uh, innovation and manufacturing uh, excellence into the brands that we call uh, Zomatic and, uh, and FieldNet. So Zomatic is our mechanized solution, um, center pivots, you know, corner machines, laterals, and, and FieldNet is our is our integrated uh, remote control, um, uh, you know, irrigation management and scheduling technology. So you could say on, on one hand, you know, Zomatic is the structure and controller. And then on the other hand, FieldNet is the, uh, the cloud-based uh, irrigation management solution. So with that, other than irrigation, what other industries is Lindsay involved in? Yeah, ultimately, you know, we expanded into some different areas. And what's interesting is, you know, when you look at kind of the macroeconomic drivers of irrigation, it's, you know, it's the global population and it's, uh, you know, our farmers need to, you know, feed the world, right? And, uh, and Lindsay has another industry that we call infrastructure that, uh, you know, is based on those same types of drivers, you know, population growth. And in this industry, we have uh, uh, innovative solutions that, you know, mobilize, you know, population safety and sustainability so that, you know, the main families of products are, uh, are, are road safety products uh, and management brands that, uh, you know, help protect the population on highways and bridges. Uh, as an example, uh, barrier systems. And you guys have probably seen them, you know, and you got construction going on down, let's say down the interstate or whatever. It's that barrier that keeps, you know, your car from getting over and getting into the construction site where, you know, people could get hurt. And, and we also make crash cushions, um, you know, where you see guardrails and they've got these, you know, either these big barrels or they got these, you know, specialized uh, uh, metal rails that they, they kind of crush and they, they absorb the the, the force of a, of a colliding vehicle to help save lives, you know, again, back into the safety products. And one of the most interesting products we have is called the road zipper. It is a big vehicle used to move this barrier system to open up lanes. And so an example is like at the Golden Gate Bridge, you know, I don't know how many lanes there are, there's, let's just say 10, you know, so they can actually based on the traffic flow and demand of the traffic flow. So in the morning when everybody's going into work, um, you know, they can open up the bridge on the incoming and, uh, you know, maybe have, you know, six or seven lanes and then and then flip that around uh, when everybody's going home in the afternoon. So it's kind of an interesting, really interesting and, and high tech product that they have. And, and then the final industry we're in is, is it's called IIoT, which is, uh, you know, industrial Internet of Things. And we have a company uh, yeah, called Alexis uh, near Kansas City that uh, that builds and, and has powerful end-to-end um, -end products and services that, uh, uh, this, you know, basically we can, it's kind of like FieldNet in a way, but, you know, different industry that connects remote assets to equipment, you know, in oil and, and gas and municipalities and in railroad solutions. Such an <clears throat> interesting and diverse range of products you have. Yeah. And, so, and, and they all kind of complement each other because, you know, like with Alexis, um, you know, the, the hardware, the remote control monitoring hardware, the wireless products, you know, they 
build them for us. And, uh, and, uh, and so we, you know, we're able to leverage that wireless technology and kind of pool our resources together. Yeah, that's great. So is we are focused today on irrigation management. So uh, let us dive more into the field net product that we have. So uh, how compatible is uh, the field net with uh, other older pivots? And if uh, there is a like, certain kind of panel model required uh, for it to work with? Um, it, and it's actually pretty simple because, you know, FieldNet, uh, you know, we have some different products uh, around FieldNet, but, uh, but uh, probably our uh, <clears throat> kind of our main, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? The, uh, you know, the, kind of the champion product is called uh, FieldNet Pivot Control. And uh, we released that in, in early, I think it was 2015. Um, and it was an aftermarket solution. Um, and, and our FieldNet pivot control is, is essentially, it's, it's an affordable remote control solution that has a little bit of a user interface so that you can use it when you're in the field, but it attaches to any, um, uh, you know, electric control panel that's on a pivot. And then that control panel just remains there and, and, and this uh, pivot control system um, just, you know, gets uh, installed on the side of it. So, you know, it doesn't matter if that grower had a, you know, 30-year-old standard or basic panel, or they, you know, have a two-year-old, you know, modern computer panel, we're able to standardize their entire operation using, you know, the field net pivot control. And, and it just simply takes that panel over and they don't even use that panel. Then after it, the, the pivot control just uses that panel for the electrical. Um, and, uh, and then uh, uh, it includes GPS so that, you know, you can have your, you know, your end gun controls and your application, uh, you know, speeds and, and changes. And so you, you end up with full control of that system. In your opinion, how has FieldNet changed the general irrigation management procedures for producers? You know, it's kind of interesting, the, you know, the, in the beginning of it back in, you know, 97, you know, one of the, my first projects was, was, uh, 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 you know, kind of a base station type of a, a telemetry system, and and uh, you know it uh, using using that type of a system like FieldNet and uh, anything that's remote control has has clearly gone from a nice to have uh, to a must have. And you know, today producers they uh, you know they value their time and labor so much, uh, whereas maybe you know a couple decades ago they you know they really didn't, um, but they really do now in saving time and you know, increasing peace of mind is, is kind of a key benefit, uh, you know, to producers and they immediately see an ROI on it. And, you know, and then kind of the bonus behind it is that gives them more time to spend with, you know, family or, or activities or other key farming actions that they have to, you know, spend their attention on versus driving around checking pivots all the time. And, uh, you know, and what's interesting though, is as, as they've expanded their use, um, you know, their use and understanding of field net, you know, they see so many opportunities where they can uh, improve their, uh, uh, you know, their irrigation management, you know, the old saying, and, you know, if, if you don't measure something, you, it's hard to improve it. And, and, and I always remember this quote uh, uh, from a, from an old dealer back when we released field net back in 2007, and he really jumped in with both feet and, and sold selling field net to his customers. And I wrote his quote down as he says, you know, FieldNet makes them, uh, the, the producers, you know, more aware of the conditions of their, that their pivots are in, and they want them in tip-top operating condition. And, and uh, 
uh, and it's true, you know, you add, you know, field net uh, to a, an old older system and all of a sudden the grower is getting, uh, you know, pressure alerts and, 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 and they can be kind of annoying and they're, and they're calling their dealer saying, you know, what's wrong with my system. And then they, you know, they check it out and they find out it's either, you know, the pump isn't operating, it's sucking air or it's pressure regulators not working properly, but uh, that may seem small, but if you think about it, you know, over the years, you know, they probably weren't applying the, the, uh, the correct or what they thought was the amount of water that they were putting down and, and that probably or possibly resulted in, you know, lost yield and they just, you know, didn't even recognize that. And, you know, now, now they can fix those little, little things and it, and it's money back into their pocket. Great. Yeah. Great to know that uh, these products are actually helping uh, farmers better manage the irrigation. Uh, on that note, like uh, among producers who are uh, currently using the Lindsay products, uh, how has uh, the precision irrigation changed over time? You know, I think, I think you can, you can definitely say that there's, there's a couple different uh, ways to scale and define precision irrigation. You know, for example, uh, you know, FieldNet today, just, you know, kind of right out of the box um, for no, for no extra hardware cost or subscription cost, you can create what we call a, a sectional variable rate irrigation plan. So it's pie slices and those pie slices means that you can apply water more or less just by speeding up, slowing down, et cetera. And, uh, you know, it's a very common method, you know, to save water, save energy, you know, good fit would be like a two crop field, you know, maybe you're half corn, half soybean, you know, you put irrigation down on the corn and then you get into the soybean and you can speed up because it's not, you know, demanding as much water. And so you make your circle faster, meaning you lose, you use less water. And, and if you make the circle faster, you've also then used less energy as well. And, and, uh, you know, and also it's a great fit for, uh, you know, maybe little to moderate variations in the field, such as terrain or soil type. And, but then that has evolved into, you know, full, what we call full precision, uh, variable rate irrigation control, where you can, you can control it all the way down to the sprinkler level. And, uh, you know, it adds more cost to the system, but, you know, in the right conditions, you can, you can provide significant increases in, you know, yield and savings in, in, in water and energy. Yeah. So kind of <clears throat> on the same track of some irrigation scheduling, um, when I was looking on the uh, Zomatic and Lindsay website, I found that there was water trend. So mm -hmm. what is water trend? <laughs> what information does it use to determine how crops are using water and how does it help with some irrigation scheduling? Yeah, yeah, great. I'm, I'm, I'm impressed. You, you know the names of a lot of our a lot of our products. Yeah, FieldNet with water trend, it's kind of the software side, right? So, you know, so the base FieldNet is, you know, uh, a device in the field, uh, you know, monitoring and controlling on the cloud then with FieldNet and then FieldNet with WaterTrend then is 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 a, a software piece that has uh, advanced uh, you know a data science modeling technology um, that, you know that provides a, a seven-day forecast or or outlook of of your crop water usage and, and precip amounts and so it and it's based on 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 field specific uh, you know forecasted rainfall amounts uh, you know, crop growth models WaterTrend is is kind of a a a spin-off of what we uh, call it, it, our, our award-winning uh, FieldNet Advisor, which is the which is the kind of the broader, uh, you know, more featured um, um, 
solution for irrigation scheduling. But but what you know, instead of doing a you know kind of a full season um, forecast and 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 also providing recommendations, Water Trend you know provides a seven day forecast of of crop water use and and seven day forecast of expected you know water amounts. So you know as an example, if it's forecasting you know, evapotranspiration or the outputs of, uh, you know, an inch and a quarter, but it's only forecasting a quarter inch of rain, you know, the, the grower can then use that delta to determine, you know, do I want to irrigate or not irrigate? So it's really simple uh, for the grower. Um, you know, they can, they can get a, a forecasted uh, growth stage um, as well, you know, all in one look when they look at their phone and, and, and provide, uh, uh, field specific weather for that pivot as well. Uh, again, on that uh, on that one look, and 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 what's cool about Water Trend is that uh, is that it's included with the subscription at no extra at no extra cost, and can be upgraded at any time to Field and Advisor to gain more features as as well as gain uh, gain imagery. But it's a great starting point, and and I think you know where you were what you were thinking with your question is is you know it gets it gets the grower on the road towards really, you know, dialing in. They don't have to worry about all the stuff that goes on behind the scenes. It's just really simple, and it, and it gives them that 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 check and balance that, uh, you know, they can make some informed decisions on on when to irrigate and when not to irrigate. And in, in a lot of cases, where the benefit becomes is, you know, they may end up, you know, two uh, two less irrigation passes a year. And not sacrifice, you know, any yield loss at all, and and they have all that, uh, you know, benefit of of not running, you know, that water and the energy it takes to run that water. So amazing to see how the use of technologies and the data has been helping farmers to better manage the irrigations and save some cost. So uh, as we are learning more about the field net. Uh, so is a field net a crop specific or is it versatile enough to be used for any crops? So like with the, yeah, with, with field net advisor, we can, uh, I'm trying to remember off the top of my head, there's probably about 20 crops that, uh, that are, that are supported in field net advisor. Of course, it's got the most, you know, the popular corn and soybeans, but, uh, but there's corn for silage, cotton, potatoes, wheat, uh, um, barley, you know, sorghum, sugar beets. Um, and then, and then it also has, if, if we haven't captured it, there's also then kind of a custom input so that, you know, kind of the second part of your question, um, is it universal enough? And, and then just with a few inputs, uh, from the producer, um, you know, they can, um, uh, you know, put in their own, uh, updates and then they can, you know, update it would update, you know, the crop growth stages, um, uh, you know, manually throughout the season, but uh, but we do have those built-in, very specifically supported uh, uh, crops, and it's easy to set up. I mean, a producer just basically selects the you know the type and, and the hybrid, the planting date, and they enter a maturity uh, maturity information and the modeling. You know, it just goes from there and it becomes transparent to the to the uh, to the uh, uh, grower from there. Yeah, that's great. I know that would be really useful for a lot of producers that I know and even on my own family's farm. Mm -hmm. um, so looking back at the zematic precision, <clears throat> uh, how easy is it for producers to vary the depth of water that they apply? And, and you're talking the, like the full precision VRI? 
Um, it's real easy, uh, you know, initially when you set it up, it kind of depends on what their ultimate, you know, operational objective is, but, but, you know, they can pull in soil maps and then with those soil maps, they could turn those soil maps into what we call management zones, or they can, you know, trace, uh, you know, it, it's very map centric. So they could just go in and trace, uh, they could create, uh, uh, you know, crop zones or what we call avoid areas. And, you know, it's like, okay, I absolutely don't want any water here. And, you know, they can put a polygon uh, in there and do that. And then, and then as they make edits, you know, as the season goes along and they see they want to put more or less, it is pretty easy for them. You can kind of see where you've got these different zones and I can just tap on one and it highlights it. And then I can down here, um, you know, just make a quick uh, adjustment up or down um, to, uh, uh, you know, to that, uh, to that zone, but more or less water, more or less fertilizer. Okay. So kind of with that, um, are you able to uh, make prescriptions on a computer and then upload it to the panel? You can do that. Um, you can, you can, you can build a, a prescription, but then the easier way, and, and what I actually had in my hand here was was FieldNet. Uh, you, you know, you build the subscription, or if you're editing it, and then you just push it wirelessly, and that's the uh, you know that's the easiest way uh, to do it. So that means like everything can be done right away from the phone, and you don't need a computer setup or anything. Correct. Correct. Yep. It's all cloud. It's all cloud based, so you don't need special software. That seems very very helpful for a lot of producers. So um, despite several advantages of precision VRI, uh, not all farms and farmers uh, benefit from choosing uh, precision VRI compared to regular irrigation systems. From your perspective, what are key considerations that farmers should make as to whether they should invest in a VRI system compared to a regular system? You know, one, one quick thought that comes to mind is, is regulatory. You know, so if, if, there's, a, if there's areas now let's take like dairy farms as an example, or or it, it doesn't have to be dairy. I mean, any any animal, you know, if they're pumping any affluent, uh, using you know pivots to to apply affluent uh, out on the fields, you know, there there might be some regulations that if they had a, a dry creek bed going through, and and they say, okay, you're you're okay pumping affluent as long as you don't, you know, pump it here or here or here. So that would be one one area you know, where you can precisely control what we call avoid zones because of regulatory. And, and, and I guess where the return on investment form is, is that if they do put it there, they might get fined. And so they avoid the fine. And then the other area is just, you know, what is the diversity of uh, the terrain, the soil type, um, you know, the number of crops, um, you know, just irregularities, right. That, uh, that they could, that they could benefit by having precision irrigation um, in some cases, uh, farmers, if, if they have corner systems, you know, so it's a pivot with a, with a corner system on it that, you know, opens up into the corners, um, they find that, uh, you know, as the season progresses, you know, maybe they progressively get a little drier, progressively get a little wetter in corners, and, and they like to use VRI to actually help control that and, and, and keep kind of everything, you know, even or or, uh, you know, for, from the surrounding area. And then sometimes you even get into some really strange and, un, and irregular things. You know, it might be a, a pivot that's literally crossing a, a deep, you know, creek or, or even a, a functional creek and they got bridges over it or it's a 
really bad swampy area, but uh, but it's only in one one area. And if they try to run their pivot through it and irrigate that swampy area, you know they get stuck the next time. So, you know, different reasons, different reasons for different people on 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 where you know full precision VRI can help them out. Yeah, of course, like uh, nothing fits all. So there might be some variations across fields and the requirements of the farmers that might lead to, as you discussed. So on that uh, note, farmers have already been using the precision VRI from Lindsay. So how has been the response of users out in the field? And uh, if you have any particular story that you can highlight today where this technology has really impacted someone's operation. You know, I recall being up in Canada a few years ago. Uh, it was a big sugar beet operation, and and uh, and 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 they would rotate with between a lot of different crops. But they were in an area kind of with that regulatory uh, that I was talking about before, and 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 they couldn't they couldn't put. It wasn't a water specific restriction, but it was a fertilizer chemical restriction that they couldn't put in that uh, in that creek bed. So. You know they use VRI to, uh, you know, to meet the uh, to meet the requirements. Uh, um, um, in North Dakota, uh, a lot of you know potatoes are actually grown up in North Dakota, but there's also a lot of good, uh, very aggressive sandy terrain, and um, and when you get those hot days, um, a lot of uh, evaporation going on. You know they use variable rate irrigation to you know rob from the low area, the low sandy areas put it in the high sandy areas because what they want to have a nice consistent potato crop you know mcdonald's doesn't like a bunch of different sizes or you know whatever their market is and so you know they they use variable rate irrigation to you know to create um you know consistency and yield throughout the field and a consistency in the crop you know kind of size and quality especially when you get into potatoes and and you get into coastal areas you know uh, north carolina south carolina georgia um you run into areas where it can be, you know, again, almost pure sand in the same field to just a, a really black, heavy bottom type soil. And, and again, it's, it's a matter of kind of moving the water around, you know, don't put it all down in, in, in the heavy soil because it's, you know, it's, you're, you know, it's not good. And, and so they just kind of move it around. And, um, you know, even in, in Nebraska, I was talking to a I was, I was up in the Neely area where I like to camp once in a while. And, uh, you know, up there where they've got the heavy, you know, they got heavier soils, they got the lighter soils. And just, again, just switching, moving that water from heavier to lighter. Um, you know, they saw 20 to 30 uh, and corn, um, 20 to 30 bushel gains in both soil types just by moving, you know, moving the, the water around. And somebody said up there and I, I I'd, I'd wrote it down. Um, one person had commented to me, and this was about three years ago, that you know my irrigation land is worth about thirty-five hundred dollars an acre, but where and and they had a couple of VRI systems, but where I can consistently control the irrigation, it can bring you know six thousand dollars an acre. So really increase the value of the land, not only you know not only giving them a better yield and consistent crop, but increase the value of that irrigated land. Yeah, it's really nice to be able to see those yield increases. So I guess back to talking about the pivot panels, I know of some producers who are hesitant to upgrade pivot panels because they are hesitant to trust new technology and they like their very basic just having switches in the panel because they can go through and replace things. What are some reasons why producers should think about 
upgrading to newer panels and panels that would be more compatible with FieldNet? With the FieldNet pivot control, one nice thing about the FieldNet pivot control is they don't necessarily have to upgrade their panel at all. And with that, we're not seeing as much hesitation, you know, as we used to, you know, bef before pivot controls, like, okay, you have to upgrade to the latest and greatest panel. And uh, also I've never used a panel like that before. Um, and, and now with the, with the original panel staying there and we, and we purposely made the pivot control, you know, you're talking switches and stuff and make it, we've made the pivot control panel that goes alongside, it's the field, it's the smaller field net box that goes alongside their, their OEM panel. We made that ultra simple. I mean, it's just, it's got a little dial that points to, you know, forward, reverse, wet, and they just dial it in and push it. Um, so if you're in the field, it becomes just incredibly simple. Now it's a, it's a field net controller. So you're using this probably most of the time, but, but I have, I've had a lot of, uh, you know, kind of father son feedback that, you know, they say, Hey, we're getting the best of both worlds out here because, you know, either dad or grandpa, you know, they just like to go out and, you know, manually check and manually start or stop a pivot, uh, uh every now and then, but, uh, you know, but the younger generation, you know, they'll do it all from, you know, his or her phones, right? And, uh, you know, so the simplicity of the FieldNet user interface that's in the field is appealing to producers because they can take, you know, over the years, you know, as a, as a, as a farm operation grows, <clears throat> I mean, they could, they could have, you know, a dozen different makes and models and brands of, of different things, you know, and then they're, you know, even if they were switches and, and stuff like that, they're, they're different. You open up a panel and they're all different. So, you know, with the FieldNet pivot control, you can have the same user interface on everything, you know, but, but then again, you know, 99% of the operation is done through the app uh, in FieldNet, uh, which is where you get your consistency and it's, and it's simple and you can do it in the comfort of, you know, an air conditioned pickup or, or at home or, uh, you know, in the office or whatever. And, and, uh, um, but if full control isn't, isn't necessarily what the producer <clears throat> wants or needs. Um, you know, we have we have some other options as well. For example, uh, we have a pivot control light. So pivot control light is just a small, uh, just a small pack. It doesn't have any user interface, so a grower doesn't interface with it. Mounts on the end of the machine, electrically hooks in, and we control the pivot from the end. We can control the end guns. It has GPS built into it, so we know where it's at in the field. It can control direction and speed. Um, so a great application uh, or use case for a pivot control light is are, are those growers that have you know generators. And so you know if they're out firing up the generator anyway, you know they're they're starting their pivot. But once they start their pivot, then they've got FieldNet to monitor it from then on out. You know, so if it runs out of fuel or, or you know, gets stuck or whatever, you know, they, they, they have the benefits of FieldNet at that point. And, you know, it's a real nice, affordable way for, you know, the, the people that have generators. You know, if I can't remote start, that's not a big deal because I can't remote start anyway because of the generator. And, and then we also have a very, call it a very ultra simple, and it's a monitor only product called the Pivot Watch. It doesn't electrically hook up to the pivot at all. It just straps on. Um, you know, kind of like a watch band, you know, it's got a band on it, it just straps on and it can be installed, you know, on any pivot. It, it runs on solar, uh, in a battery. Um, and it's a, it's a great segue product too. So that if a, you know, producer's kind of unsure if they want, uh, you know, something like a field net, you know, it's a real easy, uh, low cost, you know, way of, of, 
of monitoring their pivots and and uh, you know many times what happens is hey this monitoring's cool but you know as that rainstorm went through I still had to go 30 miles to go shut my pivot down you know it'd been nice just to be able to get on the phone and and stop it right so it's a great uh, segue product between uh, you know monitor only and, and getting into the into the full control and and even increasing your your return on investment and saving you even more time yeah I'll definitely have to take a look at the uh, pivot control light. Yeah, it's it's so interesting to see how the advancement in technologies have advanced the agriculture as a whole and particularly the irrigation. So uh, can you please uh, give us uh, what your take is on about the future of irrigation, how it might look like, and what are some of the challenges that you think in advancing the data-driven irrigation management yeah, you know, so the challenges, you know, growers face, I mean, they got to feed the world and, and the population growth, uh, you know, meaning that they need to increase their, you know, crop quality and, and yield and without, you know, overusing, uh, you know, precious resources. So, you know, even even some of these challenges can be, you know, political or social in nature, but, uh, but you know, innovation and technology can counter that. Um, as an example, if, if you go to our website, we have the sustainability calculator we've where we've uh, done some case studies and we've learned you know savings and so on and and so there's a kind of a, 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 a I guess I'd call it a kind of a clock that's that's monitoring um, overall uh, you know field net sustainability effort and you know we're estimating you know this year that uh, um, you know field net is as as you know, around the world has probably saved about 4 billion gallons of water. And, and I think it, I think it was, uh, but it was like 1.2 billion kilowatts of uh, energy savings and almost 1 million, you know, metric tons of, of CO2 savings. And, you know, so the field net monitoring control products, you know, are, 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 are a critical factor in, in achieving uh, things like this. So, you know, tools such as water, water trend that you brought up and, and field net advisor, you know, is a is a is a huge uh, you know step in dramatically simplifying irrigation decisions for the growers in a in a very you know big data heavily you know data driven you know world and it can be overwhelming and you know FieldNet Advisor does all that heavy computations uh, you know behind the scenes you know kind of transparently for the growers like having you know thousands of you know virtual soil moisture probes in your field and 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 I think this uh, innovation and and technology trend will continue the the adoption of the technologies will continue to increase because because they have to um and and you know we need to make every drop of water and and uh and every drop of nutrient you know count um you know going into the future and and so that'll be important yeah that definitely is an important topic where can our listeners go to learn more about Lindsay and find out more information on zomatic and fieldnet yeah, so if they go out to our website, it's www.lindsay.com, and it's uh, spelled with a with an A, so it's L-I-N-D-S-A-Y dot uh, com, and, and you'll be able to uh, uh, look at go into irrigation, look at the brands. You can you can look at uh, you know Zomatic products, look at FieldNet products. Uh, you know, even if you were intrigued by the uh, road zipper, you could go see a road zipper video. Um, you know, in the infrastructure part of it. So and and or even directly. You know, go to one of our Zomatic dealers. Um, there's a dealer locator, and if they don't know where the Zomatic dealer is, and you know, get a demo and find out more. 
uh, you know, from the, the dealerships as well. Awesome. Uh, as we come towards the end of this uh, episode, so is there anything that we didn't talk about and you would like to share before we wrap this up? You know, at Husker Harvest, I was I was I was demoing uh, uh, the Smart Pivot, so you know we're excited about this this next major step in you know an irrigation advancement. The uh, the the Smart Pivot is is uh, you know groundbreaking innovation, basically you know built around. What growers value the most, and that's you know saving their time and saving their labor, and and uh, you know the smart pivot takes you know the individual tower uh, of a pivot, and it networks them together um, so that we can so that we can monitor both machine and field you know health and performance, and and uh, you know we're out uh, you know beta testing our smart pivots right now, and with it getting grower feedback and. And seeing a lot of excitement from the producers on the, uh, you know, on the benefits of of what you know machine health and field health uh, could offer them, and the savings that it could provide, and you know uptime and and uh, and you know keeping the systems in the most optimal performance. So, Reese, we have a tradition on the Farm Bits podcast, and we would like to ask our guests for some words of wisdoms or a piece of advice. Um, for people starting or wanting to work in the irrigation field, do you have any tips or suggestions for skills that you think would be important for them to develop during a degree program or just starting in the industry? Yeah, sure. You know, I've been in irrigation for, you know, a long time and it's and a lot of it's because of the people and, you know, what we're doing. But, uh, you know, something that people actually may not understand, uh, uh, um, you know, of all of the agricultural equipment that's available to farmers, uh, you know, the center pivot has the greatest single impact on on producing a quality crop and 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 maximizing yields so you know i've been around uh irrigation for 35 years and i still get inspired you know knowing that you know what i do at least has a little small part in you know helping feed the world but you know as far as the skills go you know maybe depending on the area of focus that you're in um emily i think i saw in your bio that you're in you know agronomy you know understanding you know the irrigation scheduling technologies that are available, and and uh, you know how that goes into uh, you know irrigation scheduling and integrates with with pivots. You know, I, I learned recently. Um, I was watching a presentation, and and you know the checkbook method, which I'm sure you you've gone through uh, uh, extensively. Uh, you know, it's close to like 50 years old, and it's still widely widely used today and 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 uh, you know the modern technologies like a water train and a field net advisor you know can really help reduce the complexity and the labor needed um, and 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 have that highly you know accurate uh, irrigation scheduling and you know I remember you know seeing where there was always you know it's kind of like a, um, a New Year's resolution right you know my intent is I'm gonna I'm gonna really keep tracking this irrigation stuff but you know then the grower gets really busy and it's like you know like trying to do your checkbook you know eventually you kind of let it slip because you're just so busy but if you can have the you know those inputs automatically feed in you know so as field nets putting down a water application it's automatically feeding into that checkbook if you will and so you don't have to do all that extra you know labor and work and and deal with that complexity so you know understanding those you know technologies and you know, I think it's a, a great field to be in. Uh, you know, perhaps somebody's going into um, more of the of the technology or the technician support side of things. You know, maybe they're maybe they're going into you know maintenance and operation of 
of mechanized irrigation. And so the future uh, innovations like, you know, smart pivot, you know, essentially mean that, you know, learn more or know more, you know, have the computer skills, you know, be able to, you know, have as good a computer skills as you, as you, as you, you do with a voltmeter, right. To, to work with, uh, with electricity because, uh, uh, but it'll be fun too. You know, technicians, I think are looking forward to, you know, having a, uh, you know, something like a smart pivot that, 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 you know, indicates to them, you know, here's, here's what the issue is. And so before I even deploy to go work and help, you know, help a farmer get their system up and running again, uh, you know, I'll know what to bring, I'll know what to look for, uh, you know, pretty much ahead of time. And then I guess another part of it, if, if you're getting into, you know, product development or, or uh, you know, product management, like I'm, you know, really proud to be a part of is the broader, you know, understanding, um, you know, what the global market looks like and the outlook and, you know, the challenges, you know, balancing the needs to, you know, grow more food and, and fiber and for growing population. Yeah, you know, and growers, you know, still need to maintain a profit to survive, but uh, also ensuring this, you know, su the sustainability of that land and water for, you know, generations to come. So, so there's a big opportunity, you know, down the road and, and, you know, continue opportunity and, and a challenge to, you know, for new innovations uh, that, you know, help, uh, help growers, um, you know, continue to do what they do on a very sustainable yet profitable way. Thank you very much, Therese, for taking the time to join us for this episode of the FarmBits podcast. It's really exciting to hear about all the different products that Lindsay and Zomatic have to offer. One of my favorite parts of this episode was that FieldNet can be used with any existing pivot panel. My favorite part for the episode was that how advancement in technology has led to irrigation management by just using a mobile application like FieldNet. I hope you enjoyed the episode and we look forward to sharing another digital egg story with you next week. Thank you for taking the time to join us today on the Farm Bits podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcast, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts to be informed about the latest content each week. We welcome your feedback. So if you have comments or questions for us, please reach out to us over email, on Twitter, or in the review section of your favorite podcast platform. Our contact information can be found in the show notes. We would like to thank Nebraska Extension for their support of this podcast and their commitment to providing high-quality informational material to members of the agriculture community in Nebraska and beyond. The opinions expressed by the host and guest on this podcast are solely their own and do not reflect the views of Nebraska Extension or the University of Nebraska-Lincoln. We look forward to you joining us next week for another episode of Farm Bits.